0: Thank you for joining me for today's program. My name is Rick Brenner, And my friends, it means so much to me that you make time to be with me every day because I know you have a lot of things to do. And the very fact that you would pull up the chair and listen to me as I open the Bible, it means so much to me. And I don't want to waste your time. So my friends, Reach for your Bible and a piece of paper and something to write with. And in just a moment, we're going to dive into James chapter 3. And today we're going to learn how to tame the tongue. It's really going to be fun. You're going to love this and it's going to help you. But I'm offering you a brand new series, five parts, which is called Taming the Tongue and Discerning the Real Source of Revelations. The subtitle says Practical Help. For controlling your mouth. Do you need help controlling your mouth? James chapter 3 gives us practical help. The rest of the subtitle says, sensibly discerning right and wrong revelations. This series is just jam-packed. You need to hear it and hear it and hear it. And the good news is, it comes with a study guide that is filled with all the points, the Greek words, all the principles that I teach in this series is also in the study guide so that you can read it while you hear it or while you see it. Please order yours today by going online right now or just give us a call. And I remind you that right now we're offering you two books. One is called Testing the Supernatural, How to Biblically Test Biblically test. We do everything by the Bible in this ministry, and you need to do the same. How to biblically test dreams, visions, and revelations and spiritual manifestations. And the reason I wrote this is because today there's a lot of talk about new dreams and visions and revelations, and you need to be able to discern whether it's right or whether it's wrong. And the truth is, there's a lot of nutty stuff out there on the internet, and you need to know what the Bible says, how to biblically test these things. I wrote it for you. So order yours today. And we're also offering you my book that I just love it. I want you to have a copy of it called How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. I know it seems like the world has gone berserk, and it has, and it's going to get worse as time goes by because we're living in the very end of the age. So we need to know how to navigate our ship in raging waters in these end times and we need to know how to keep our brain in our head we can keep our head on straight even if it seems everybody else has lost their mind and this book will help you it'd be great for you it'd be great for your child for your spouse for a grandchild you ought to order two because this is a book you're going to want to share with somebody else and when you become a partner with our ministry And when I use the word partner, I use that word very carefully because when we call someone a partner, we really mean they're a partner in what we're doing. They give financially regularly into our ministry and together with us and us with them, we take trusted teaching of the Bible to people all over the world, right from where you are. You can change somebody else's life and you don't even have to get out of your chair. All you have to do is go online or give us a call to become a partner, give a gift, and you change somebody else's life. It is amazing. And the moment you become one of our partners, we're going to send you Denise's book, which is called The Gift of Forgiveness, and my book called Life in the Combat Zone because we always send these two books to anyone who becomes a part of our partner family. And please remember that when you reach out to us, Either online or by giving us a call, we want to know how to pray for you. Let us know how to pray. We're praying for you anyway. I already prayed for you today. But if you let me know how to specifically pray for you, Denise and me and our team, we will specifically pray according to Jeremiah 33:3 call unto me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things. In faith, we'll cry out to God, and God will answer, and He will show you great and mighty things, but we'll pray better if you let us know how to pray. But I'll be back in just
1: a moment. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. My friend, today I'm gonna talk to you about the power
0: of the tongue reach for your Bible and turn to James chapter 3. And today we're going to begin in verse 2 where Pastor James writes and he says, For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man. How would you like to be a perfect man? What does that mean? I'm going to tell you in just a moment. The same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. Would you like to be able to bridle your whole body? Well, how do you do that? I'm going to tell you today. But let's look what he says again in verse 2. For in many things we offend. The word offend in Greek potentially could have been several Greek words. For example, the word scandalous. It's where we get the word for a scandal. That's not the word that is used here. This is the Greek word pitaia, which was a much simpler word, which simply means to stumble, to make a mistake, or to mess up. That's really what it means. He says, for in many things we all mess up. And then he adds, if any man offend not in word, the word offend, again, the Greek word pitaio, if any man doesn't mess up in word. In Greek it says, in logo, it means in what he says and in what he speaks. The same, the Greek says, this very one is a what? A perfect man. Well, the word perfect is a little deceiving because it sounds like somebody who never makes a mistake. So what does it mean when the Bible says the same, this very one, the one that can control his mouth, the same one is a perfect man? Well, the word perfect is a form of the Greek word teleos. And the word teleos is the Greek word for a full-grown adult. It pictures the process of one that has transitioned From being youthful and immature to become an individual who's been entrusted with full-grown adult responsibilities. And in the New Testament, this word perfect, the Greek word teleos denotes a spiritually mature individual, or really it describes one that's been doing some significant growing. So now James says, if you want to know how to measure spiritual maturity, here it is. If a person does not mess up in what he says and what he speaks, that's a person that's been doing some significant growing in his life and he's become a mature Christian. Then he goes on and he says, this same one is Abel. The word able is the Greek word dunitas. You want this word to describe you because it describes a person that has ability or might. It's a form of the Greek word dunamis. The word dunamis describes the full might of an advancing army. It is the same word which was used to describe the Roman legions whose power could not be resisted. It was also used to describe a force of nature like a hurricane or an earthquake or a tornado. And when you put all that together, you find that when a person can control his mouth, that is a person that has real ability, real might. He's like an army that can take territory. He becomes like a force of nature. That is how powerful it is when you're able to tame your tongue and control your mouth and not mess up in what you say or in what you speak. In fact, he goes on to say, this person is able to bridle the whole body. The word bridle is the Greek word for the bridle that you put in the mouth of a horse. And if you are able to control your mouth, you are able to bridle your whole body. Let me ask you, how's your body? Are you overweight? Are you in shape? How is your body? The condition of your body reveals something about your mouth. According to this verse, I know that's very convicting, but that's what the verse says. A person who's disciplined is a person who's done something with their mouth. It all begins in the mouth. That's everything James says in James chapter 3. Then he adds in verse 3 an example. Behold, the word behold in Greek means, wow, isn't it amazing? Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouths that they may obey us and we turn about Their whole body. Well, it really is amazing that with a little piece of metal in the mouth of a horse, you can guide the movement of a horse. Horses are huge, they're muscular, they are powerful. But when you get control of their mouth, suddenly you have the ability to direct the movement of that horse. And James is so amazed by this that he begins with the word, Behold, wow, isn't it amazing? And then he adds in verse 3, Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body, which means if you have control over the mouth, you have control over the whole body. And then in verse 4, he says, Behold also. The word also in Greek is the word kai, it means behold additionally, or let me give you another example. And he begins with the word behold again, which means, wow, isn't it amazing? But here is another example. He says, behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm Whithersoever the governor listeth. The word behold, again, the Greek word, which means amazing, isn't it shocking, but also the ships. And the word ships here describes a very large ship which be so great, it describes a ship that is enormous in size, enormous in power, yet they are driven of fierce winds. Now that is amazing. Massive, massive ships, can be pushed by wind, it is amazing. But the one with the real power is the one who controls the rudder. The rudder controls the movement of those giant ships. I'm going to tell you a story about that in just a moment. And that's why he continues in verse 4 and says, yet are they turned about with with a small helm. The word with in Greek is the word hupo means directly by, Which means the movement of those massive, massive ships, even though they can be pushed around by the wind and driven here and there, the one who controls the rudder has the real power of directing the movement of that ship. He goes on and says they're turned about with a very small helm, and the Greek literally means a very small little rudder. And whoever controls that rudder controls the movement of the ship. And that is why verse 4 goes on to say, Whithersoever the governor listeth, and the Greek literally says, Wherever the one steering resolves to go. And it means whoever controls the rudder controls the direction of that ship. Many years ago, I was preaching in the state of Virginia. And in the crowd was the sailor of the year and he was attending one of my sessions and he had been elected sailor of the year that year and he came to me afterward and he said since you're here in virginia beach would you like to take a tour of the united states largest new aircraft carrier i thought sure that'd be fun so the next day i met him and i was stunned at the size of that ship it was three football fields long It was 16 floors. It had a whole cavern on the inside of it that contained airplanes and other ships, 6,000 men with an entire apartment complex, hospital, a place where they all ate. It was just stunning what was inside that massive, massive ship. And that day I went through a little doors and crawled ladders. I went here. I went there. And finally, I said to that sailor, I'd like to see where you drive this ship. And he took me to the command post. And he said, well, there's the steering wheel. I looked around. I said, I don't see it. Where is it? He said, it's right there. Well, in front of me was a tiny little wheel. He said, that is where we control the rudder of the ship. I said, you have got to be kidding me. This massive ship That is three football fields long. It's controlled by this little thing. He said, yeah, whoever has his hand on that controls the movement of this ship. Now, James is teaching about the power of the tongue among our members. Now, he's given us the example of a horse with a bit in its mouth, a ship that is controlled by a little small helm or a little tiny, tiny rudder. And then he says in verse five, even so. Even so in Greek means likewise, in the very same way, the tongue. And when you read this in the Greek text, the words the tongue has a definite article. It's almost like James is now raising his voice. Here's the real subject, my friends, the tongue. Even so, in the very same way, the tongue, mm, the tongue what? He says the tongue is a little member. The word little, the Greek word mikros, it's where you get the word for something microscopic or something that is small. The tongue, the little, tiny, insignificant tongue, is a little member. The word member, the Greek word melos. The word melos here translated member describes a member or an organ of the body. But in antiquity, it was used to describe the part of the ship that was needed to move the ship along. It was required for movement, but this word member, the Greek word melos, was also a Greek word used to describe a weapon of war. And I want to tell you, the tongue is powerful. Depending on who controls it, the tongue can bring movement. the tongue can begin war. And that's what James is now saying in this verse. It depends on who is controlling the tongue. It's very microscopic. It's a little member, but look at the power of the tongue. It can create movement or it can create destruction. He says it boasts great things. The Greek literally means it makes a big commotion. And then he says behold. There's that word behold again. Carries a sense of amazement or bewilderment. Amazing, isn't it? How great a matter a little fire kindleth. And then he says in verse six, and the tongue is a fire. The tongue in Greek again has a definite article. It's like he's raising his voice. He says, the tongue. The tongue is a fire. A world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire of hell. But notice James says, the tongue is a world of iniquity. And the Greek phrase literally says, hokosmos teis adikias. And here's what it means. It is a universe of its own filled with hurt, injustice, wickedness, and violations All of that is in the tongue. He says it defiles. The word defiles from the Greek word spilos. It's where we get the word to spill. It means to stain, to defile, or to permanently contaminate. To spill something that creates a stain. It is a permanent defilement. What the tongue speaks defiles if it speaks bad words. How many times have you heard someone say something bad about somebody else? And your thinking of them has become permanently stained. Now, when you see that person, you remember what you heard about them because someone's tongue stained your memory of them. That's the power of the tongue. And he goes on to say, it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. The Greek says being ignited and inflamed by a hell itself. It's amazing. With the tongue, we can preach the gospel. We can bring salvation. We can bring deliverance. We can bring freedom. Or with the tongue, we can bring destruction. And then James says in verse 7, for every kind of beasts and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind. But notice he begins with the word beasts, This word beast, the Greek word therion, describes wild, dangerous beasts, vicious killers, naturally wild beasts that are difficult to tame like lions, tigers, and bears. But we know, if you've ever been to the circus, that lion, tiger, and bear can all be tamed. But then he adds birds. The word birds, the Greek word which describes all kinds of birds or the fowls of the air, we know that even birds can be tamed to obey you. A parrot can be tamed to speak. A minor bird can speak. That is remarkable. And then he goes on and says serpents. This word serpents describes reptiles, crocodiles, or reptiles and snakes of all kind. And you know that even snakes remarkably can be tamed. And that is truly amazing. And then he says things in the sea. Things in the sea in Greek describes all marine creatures. I'll never forget when Philip was a little boy. I took him to the National Aquarium in Baltimore and we watched whales, whales jumping through hoops of fire. And I thought, how do you tame a whale to jump through a hoop of fire? But according to James 3, verse 7... Every kind of beast, lions, tigers, and bears, naturally brute beasts. Birds, every kind of bird, serpents, including snakes, marine creatures. James says they have all been tamed. And the word tamed is the Greek word demadzo, which means to domesticate, to subdue, or to bring under control. It was used to describe animal trainers who were experts at capturing and domesticating the wildest of most ferocious beasts. And James says they can all be domesticated and they have been domesticated. Verse eight, but the tongue can no man tame. The word but in Greek is the word day. It means categorically, emphatically. It's like an indicating marker to get our attention. Hear me, hear me well, but emphatically, categorically, the tongue. And in Greek, again, it has a definite article, which means the tongue. Here's the big one. The tongue can no man tame. No man in Greek is udes. Absolutely no one. The word tame, again, the Greek word to domesticate. The tongue can absolutely no one domesticate? Then he adds, it is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. The word unruly describes something that is not manageable, something that you cannot control. It is the very word for anarchy, which means anarchy resides. In the tongue. How does anarchy begin? It begins with words. How does war begin? Most wars begin with words. The tongue is filled with anarchy. And he goes on to say, it is an unruly evil. The word evil being the Greek word kakos. It describes something that is absolutely foul. And then he adds full of deadly poison. The word full, the Greek word mestos, which means fully loaded with deadly poison. The word poison here from the Greek word Esos, which describes the poison of a viper or the poison of an asp. And here in this verse, verse eight, he describes the tongue as being an unruly evil, full of deadly poison, just like a deadly viper has poison banks in its head just waiting to inject its fangs. And once it injects its fangs, then it presses down. And when it presses down, those fangs like syringes begin to pump that poison into the victim until finally it kills. And James says that is the tongue. If it is not domesticated, it will look for an opportunity to inject its fangs and then pump poison, he says, It is an unruly evil filled with deadly poison. My friends, the tongue can only be tamed in one way if you surrender it to the control of the Holy Spirit. There are many mighty men that have done great things in life and they have sunk their own ships because of their tongue. But if you can tame the tongue, the Bible says you become a mighty person. When we come back tomorrow, we're going to begin right here. I'll be back in just a moment and I'm going to pray for you.
1: Who controls you, you or your mouth? If you're tired of your mouth running all the time and saying things you later regret, it's time for you to learn how to tame the tongue. And if you're also trying to discern if what you're hearing on the TV and internet is right or wrong revelation, it's high time for you to know how to figure out if you should eat or reject what you're listening to. In this five-part series by Rick Renner, Taming the Tongue and Discerning the Real Source of Revelations, you'll learn how to start letting the Holy Spirit tame your tongue, how to use your tongue to help and not hurt, the biblical evidence to prove a so-called revelation comes from a wrong spirit, the biblical evidence to prove a revelation has its origin in heaven, available in digital or physical formats. This five-part series can be yours starting at just $10. In addition, we're also offering you the books, Testing the Supernatural for $13 and How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy for $20. In these books, you'll learn how to test what you're listening to and how to keep your head on straight in a world that seems to be getting crazier all the time. Don't miss this special offer, the series, Taming the Tongue and Discerning the Real Source of Revelations and the books Testing the Supernatural and how to keep your head on straight in a world gone crazy. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
0: Friends, this is Rick Renner. I want to give you a good report. It is amazing, but we just signed the papers to purchase our new building in Tulsa, a new headquarters for our ministry. We've been in the same location for years and years and years, and we've outgrown it. And because so many people are reaching out to us for more teaching and for prayer and for ministry, we need more space so we can effectively minister to them. And at the same time, we're constructing our studio in Moscow, where we're going to be filming the most wonderful Bible teaching programs that touch people all over the world. But the only reason we're able to do all of this at one time is because of people like you that are members of our giving team. And because of your gifts. We're able to do this in Tulsa. We're able to do this in Moscow. And my friends, I want to remind you that it's not about the buildings. No, no, no. It's about people that need to be touched. We just need space so that we can minister to them. And I want to say thank you so much for being a part of the giving team and remaining a part of the giving team. As we get the buildings ready and put up walls and get ready to produce programming, and to minister to people all over the face of the planet and if you're not a partner and a member of our giving team yet please become a part of our team today we've had such a good time today. I can hardly wait to get back here tomorrow so we can pick up right here. But I'm offering you the entire series. It's a five-part series called Taming the Tongue and Discerning the Real Source of Revelations. The subtitle says Practical Help for controlling your mouth and sensibly discerning right and wrong revelations. My friends, this is a life changer. Please order yours right now by going online or by giving us a call and you'll get the study guide that goes along with it so that you can read it while you hear it or while you see it and really get this teaching down deep in you and reinforce it in your life. And right now we're also offering you my book called Testing the Supernatural how to biblically test dreams, visions, and revelations and supernatural manifestations. And we're also offering you my book called How to Keep Your Head On Straight in a World Gone Crazy. My friends, please get this book and read it from cover to cover. The subtitle says Developing Discernment for These Last Days. We need to know how to keep our heads on straight in a world that has gone crazy all around us. But today I've been talking to you about the power of the tongue. The Holy Spirit will help you tame your tongue. You may not be able to domesticate it on your own, but the Holy Spirit knows how to tame your tongue and you need to surrender your tongue to him now. So Father, in Jesus' name, we give the control of our tongue to you. And Holy Spirit, we ask you to help us tame our tongues in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll see you tomorrow. But remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power.
1: Thank you for joining Rick Renner today. For more information about Rick Renner Ministries and product resources, visit renner.org and connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.